Hey friends, welcome to Boca, a podcast exploring the ever-blurring lines between the personal and business lives of professional photographers. This is your host, Nathan Holritz, and I'm bringing you a special episode of the Boca podcast today called Workflow Wednesday. During these special edition episodes, myself and my co-hosts will focus on helping you develop more efficient daily and weekly workflows around post-production, communication, task and project management, time management, file and image management, and yes, the list does go on. We're going to save you an incredible amount of time in your work week, and we promise not to be too nerdy. This podcast is brought to you by Photographer's Edit, custom image editing for the wedding and portrait photographer. Visit photographersedit.com. I'm here with my friends Rich and Heather Smith. Hey, guys. What's up? Hello. Good We're to see here you. for the weekly Workflow Wednesday episode. Um, we're, we're on Facebook Live at facebook.com slash photogsedit, P-H-O-T-O-G-S-E-D-I-T. And then also on the Boca podcast, uh, this episode would go live later today. Uh, but this is our weekly Workflow Wednesday episode where we f- focus on the, the topic of workflow. And um, today we're going to be diving into the topic of image management. And uh, that sounds, Yeah, I know, right? It sounds, I think even like we, I was chatting with you guys via text last night and um, this, this uh, I guess some of the, 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 the verbiage, some of the words that we're using to describe this workflow even sound a little bit nerdy and a little bit geeky and they seem maybe a little bit abstract or a little bit vague. We're going we're gonna to define these words in more detail here in just a little bit. Um, I'm Nathan Holritz, CEO of Photographer's Edit, and Rich and Heather Smith of Rich Smith Photography. And uh, we're here to have a conversation about something that is maybe relatively nerdy, but we're going to help hopefully minimize the nerdiness and uh, make it just very conversational and accessible. We're talking about workflow, which is something that is a part of all of our lives as photography business owners on a day-to-day basis, whether we call it that or no or not. Um, we, we are involved in workflow in one way or another. So what we're trying to do with the series is, is to help you as a listener or a viewer minimize the busy work involved in your day-to-day workflow, maximize the amount of efficiency in what you're doing so you can get onto those things that are uh, actually translating to growth in your business and, of course, ultimately be able to spend more time with the important people in your life. So that is the focus. Today we are talking about image management or image organization uh, and more specifically, how we manage those digital files that we're photographing at a portrait session or a wedding or event, um, what we're doing with those files on our computers, what we're doing with them on our hard drives and maybe our servers even. Um, we're going to dive deep into the weeds, if you will, into this topic. And this week, we're going to be spe- we're actually going to break this series up into two uh, episodes. This week, we're talking about before the shoot, before you go on that shoot, how do you organize and manage your images? And next week, we'll be talking about after the shoot, uh, maybe even a little bit during the shoot, but then after the shoot, what you do with those files, what you're thinking about as you're shooting, what you do with those files immediately after you get done with that shoot, and uh, how that how that feeds into the workflow that we're talking about today. So we're going to break this up into a couple of different episodes. Rich and Heather are gracious enough to, to join us um, for this. Haley is missing this week, for those of you guys who, who watch us uh, or listen to us. Um, Haley is actually on vacation in Jamaica, and I am so jealous. She started posting pictures. <laughs> is she posting pictures? 
Yeah, she uh, is. Um, yeah, sure. you got to You guys, uh, I think if I remember correctly off the top of my head, her Instagram uh, is Haley, H-A-Y-L-E-E, Gaffin, G-A-F-F-I-N. You guys can go follow us or follow, follow us, follow her on Instagram. <laughs> um, Haley uh, is head of digital marketing for Photographers Edit. And I'm reminded this week with her being gone. Uh, and of course, I was already quite well aware of what she's what she's doing, but even more so with her being gone, the significance of of her presence at Photographers Edit uh, is is just massive. Um, there is a lot that goes into managing social media and overseeing Facebook ads and so forth. And I'm so thankful for her. But anyway, she's on vacation, and uh, so it's just the three of us today. And I'm excited about that. Thanks again to Rich for joining us. And um, we're gonna we're gonna dive into this. So let's talk a little bit about what. What we're first of all, image management. We define this a little bit. Um, is very simply the management or the organization, and then the archiving or the backup of the images that we photograph for the sake of our photography business. And I'm curious, first of all, you know, this years ago, I remember you could go to something like WPPI or you could go to maybe PPA, and you could go to take these classes uh, around. The term, or uh, I guess the, ac- the acronym, um, not acronym. What? Uh, anyway, DAM, D-A-M, Digital Asset Management. Is that an acronym? Sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah okay. That's the right word for that. Yeah, oh, yeah. I was like, my, my vocabulary is slipping my mind. But um, <laughs> but digital asset management. And so they made this a very fancy topic where you had to go to a class and learn how to organize all this stuff and, mm-hmm. and extremely complicated folder and file naming technique. And it was just... I, honestly, I thought, again, as a minimalist, but just as a mm-hmm. practical business person, it, it, it was uh, way, way overcomplicated and unnecessarily so. Um, but I'm curious to begin with, we're going to talk about how in each of our workflows, how we have or are going to be managing our, our images. Do you guys use any software specifically for this process? Um, no, not really. I mean, like, uh, again, uh, just like you, uh, I like to keep things really simple, as simple as possible. And so, uh, so yeah, we we um, um we just use uh, we we're, we're Mac users, and so uh, for for the most part, we find what we need to do uh, is in Finder, and so uh, and so not like um, so I'm actually really excited about this discussion that we're gonna have because uh, I'm actually learning something myself. So um, uh, so yeah, but um, what what we do works for us, and uh, and, and we feel like it works really well. So yeah, yeah. Okay, and I would actually echo that um, that very thought. Um, I, I, in fact, I don't even know. I, I asked this question just for the sake of making sure that we cover the topic in detail. Um, I don't even know if there's specific uh, image or organization or archiving software that is being sold to photographers at this point. Um, I don't think it's necessary, and so I haven't done the research for it. Uh, and, and to your point, Rich, um, I'm also using Finder, and I'll, I'll go into a little bit more detail about the folder structure uh, not only that, I've I've taught two photographers uh, over the last two three years or so, maybe more. Um, but then in my photography business that I'm also going to be using, and I say I'm going to be using, I shot weddings for and, and portraits for about ten years, a little more than that. Um, and I set that aside for a bit. I'm actually getting back into photography here uh, as a as a side hustle, if you will, um, for longer term goals. For the sake of longer term goals, that's going to be happening here soon. But um, when I talk about getting into or my photography business, that's what I'm referring to. Uh, but I have a very simple workflow as well. I'll be talking about that here in just a little bit. So that's the software side of it. We're just simply using mm-hmm. Finder or, of course, on a Windows computer, that would be Windows Explorer. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. what about hardware? Do you guys use any? Um, I'd love to know 
Uh, and, and to be clear, before we get into this, this topic, anything that we suggest today is just what we're doing in our own personal workflows. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and I only say that because we're getting ready to talk about hardware, hard drives more specifically. Yes. Uh, nothing that we suggest or share uh, is necessarily foolproof, right? There's always a chance that something can fail, these hard drives, these servers, mm -hmm. et cetera. This is just what we're doing in our, our workflows. And I want to make sure that we're really clear about that. Uh, but what type of hardware are you guys using? Do you use particular hard drives to back images up um, at, well, I guess beginning at a, a shoot? And I know we're going to get into that in more detail next week, but then mm -hmm. certainly in, in your office and, mm -hmm. um, and then in the archiving of your images as well. Yeah, let me uh, let me go. You want to jump in there? Yeah, sure. All Actually, right, we have right. one. We have one sitting right here. Oh, um, oh it's, it's attached. It's attached. I'll leave that there. We buy. Is there? No one here. Is there? Yeah, we um we buy. We never transfer any images directly onto the hard drives of our computers. So we use external hard drives for everything, and um, we buy these in pairs. Every time we're ready for a new one, we buy a new set. We buy a pair of them, and. Um, You'll Will see you right that here. Up to the camera just yes. a little bit closer You'll for those, those of You'll you listening on or watching on Facebook Live. You can see this, but this is a that's a Western Digital Drive. Is that right? It is, and we've had a lot of success with those um, being yeah. real consistent and reliable. And as you'll see, there's some white tape on this one for anyone tuning in live to the video. This one happens to say RSP 15A. The RSP standing for our business name, and then the 15A would be matched with a 15B. Um, we always have identical pairs of um, hard drives. Yeah, 15A, 15B. And, and, and the reason why we use these things is simply because we love freedom. We love to be portable. So, uh, so I, I mean, like, uh, if, if I do need to um, to transfer files or whatnot, I'm on the job. Because uh, I, uh, I know a lot of photographers who use, because um, we use, we use uh, laptops, because we want to just be as portable as, as, as possible. If, we want, if, I, if I go down to Fort Lauderdale, Florida, and, and uh, I want to um, work, you know, I could just um, put everything on that external hard drive and just and make it very simple. You know, I know some, some photographers, they, they use iMacs. Uh, they have actual desktop computers. And they'll use uh, network uh, attached storage. So it's, it's a huge, huge, uh, like, a, right. a server, and, uh, um, and, uh, which is great. But, again, um, that to me, I looked into that and it seemed to have complicated my workflow, and again, I want my workflow to have the least amount of steps possible because the the the, the less steps, the more the less chances on my stuff. You know. Yes. Now, I have freedom. Oh yeah, absolutely. The, the freedom is incredible. Is, is is important, um, really, to all of the conversations that we're having here because we're talking about an efficient workflow. I think part of the wonderful benefit of being an entrepreneur or a business owner is that, that we can have freedom and flexibility. So I think everything that we do in our workflow should take that into consideration. And I love that you guys are making that point. Um, the portable, the smaller portable hard drives versus the, the really big things, whether it's a, uh, like a network storage, Rich, like you were referring to, or even just the big hard drives um, are, are really important to take advantage of. Are you using it? It didn't look like the, the, that was a solid state drive or is it? No, it's not. It's not. In fact, uh, uh, solid-state drives are actually becoming more and more popular, and uh, the more popular they are, obviously, the the lower the uh, the cost will be. And so, uh, uh, right now, I don't. But I mean, like, uh, but eventually, I, I, I may. I mean, like, I think they have like a two hundred fifty gig uh, a solid-state drive that's just apparently blazing fast. But um, but this uh, this right here with our laptops, uh, we we don't see. We have no problem working on on this this regular. Uh, you know, non-solid-state uh, drive at all. You know, it, 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 works, it works completely fine for us, you know. 
Okay. Um, we, we don't see any, any speed laps. I mean, it, it may um, it may transfer uh, files um, to and from. You know, if I was exporting images from Lightroom, if, uh, but again, I haven't I haven't made any uh, speed. Uh, you know, I haven't looked into that too much. But again, it, this what we have worked for us. And when you say you haven't looked into that too much, you're talking about the difference in transfer rates between a yeah. solid drive versus a, a regular hard drive with that yeah. that moving, that spinning, that the yes. buzzing sound that it makes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, of course, one of the, the really the two main advantages of a solid state drive, one is that you don't have the moving parts that you, mm -hmm. that you do in a standard hard drive. So there's less a chance of that drive failing. Mm -hmm. um, the additional benefit is what Rich is referring to, and that's the potential increase or not even the potential, really the, the um, obvious or, or, or um, shown advantage and speed, the transfer rates between a solid state drive and uh, that of a regular hard drive. I, Talk a little bit um, about then. Do you, are you using and actually while you're doing this, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump off camera really quick and run and grab my hard drive because I want to do a little bit of show and tell too, just <laughs> as, a compares, as a comparison between. <laughs> as a comparison. Well, I'm gonna go get, I'm gonna get off camera and run and get my bigger. All right, yeah, yeah, go ahead, yeah, yeah. But ahead. I'm gonna jump off camera and run and grab my hard drive really quick, and I'd love for you guys to to talk a little bit about um, if you if you're using. Are you using those hard drives all the time, or is are you using something a little bit different for um, workflow there in the office versus workflow? I think you mentioned taking those on the road versus maybe archiving. If if you store your images uh, for archival purposes in a different piece of hardware, um, what that all looks like. I'm going to you, and I'll be right back. <laughs> nice. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so no. Again, keep things simple for us. Again, we, we we keep it all on on these hard drives. So we have, I mean, as you can see, this is 15A. I mean, like uh, we have um from when we, we first got started, um we, we have it's our first, was our first hard drive like a one? Yeah, Did we start with one. Oh yeah. So we're up to oh, yeah. 15 at this yeah, point. Yeah, we're up to 15 now. And so, uh, but uh, we basically uh, we basically retire those hard drives after a while, and uh, we we yeah, and so. Uh, and, um, as far as archiving is concerned, we do back up off-site, and so, uh, and so. But as far as like actual hardware, no. I mean, like uh, these, 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 um, this is all we do. We don't, we don't. I, I don't transfer. Once this thing is full, I don't transfer all this into to again a network attached storage or a much larger storage device. I just, I just keep it simple. I just, um, we, uh, we have A and B. Our only rule. Our only rule is that um, um, both of these hard drives, both A and B, cannot leave our home at the same time. So, um, so when, once we uh, once we have a wedding on here uh, and uh, back it up onto B, then we can both bring A and B out to a coffee shop because, like, if something happened, then uh, then hopefully. So, so uh, we've had we've had photographer friends be robbed, their cars broken into, mm -hmm. and uh, so there always needs to be backups in, in more than one location at a time in case something like that goes wrong. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So while I stepped away, maybe you, you went into this in a little bit more detail, but just, just to clarify, so that the reason they're called A and B is it's, it's a primary and a secondary and that secondary is just a mirror of A. Oh yeah. It's completely a mirror. Um, yes. We yeah. sync them frequently. So yes. there's okay. not even necessarily a primary hard drive and a secondary in the sense that they're always, they're always synced up and mm -hmm. we're always causing them to match each other. Mm -hmm. In such a way that we could work on either one at any given time. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And, uh, and also, just in my workflow, um, I don't really exactly need tremendous amount of speed, especially when exporting images, because 
when I get when we when we get our catalog back from Chicago Rosetta, and um, then I basically start the export process right before I go to bed. So basically, I go to bed and in the morning time, the export's ready for me, and so um, so I don't really need tremendous amount of speed with with uh, with, uh, with exporting um, or importing images because because normally I let that process start and uh, I can let it run. And I, I'm doing something else in, in the background, I, I, and so so uh, it's not that important to us as far as I like actually fastest transfer speed because we need to uh, you know. Okay. Um, so again, some photographers might have a different workflow. They may be trying to do something. Their 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 uh, their objectives could be completely different from ours, uh, and so they might need that speed. But for us, it was completely fine. So uh, yeah. Like, and, and again, well, and we have fantastic internet. I mean, here we have EPB. You know. Oh, yeah. Very, very fast. So, yeah. And you know what? I actually didn't include this in, in our list of questions, but just very qu quickly, um, I, I'm curious. Uh, do you guys use web-based archiving in any way, or is everything on hard drives? So uh, that's, a, that's a great question. Well, that's kind of jumping and, down actually, a little bit. Before you, and before you answer that question, if you don't – hey, Rich, I think your, your audio is actually um, – it's not coming through your mic. It's actually coming through the computer. So if you could just get a little bit closer to the computer, that would be awesome. Oh yeah, is it not working okay? Yeah, we're you're you're good. Just if if you'll actually right. just just stay right, right about there, it won't be quite uh, as uh, that'll be awesome. All right, now this looks better. like looks like I'm twice as big as I'm headed down. <laughs> you know? No, it's it's all good. Okay. It's it's um right. it was a little bit muddled there for a bit, so that's a lot better. But but yeah, talk right. just a little bit about web based archiving if if you're um, take advantage of that in any way. Well, yeah. So um, obviously, um, we have to um, take precautions because, you know, although we do have two hard drives, um, active hard drives, we also have several more um, inactive that are basically just. Um, but we have we have active hard drives and we have archived hard drives, and so uh, so our active hard drives are completely backed up um, on both these two hard drives and on the internet. We use uh, we use Backblaze. For five bucks a month, we um, so back back backblaze will will back up everything completely, all the raw files of our active uh, hard drive, and so uh, and so uh, so yeah, I, I definitely so if, if something tremendous happened, like like uh, like and our, just before you continue, when when you say active hard drive, are you talking about your computer or what do you mean by active hard drives? So so basically, fifteen A is our our active hard drive right now. So basically, when this when this hard drive is filled up. We will then get some new hard drives, 16A and 16B, and this will and this will no longer be active. This will be basically uh, an archived uh, hard drive. We, we won't be using this um, using these hard drives anymore. I, I mean, unless unless we need to go back and find a wedding that was shot on this hard drive, you know. So yeah. But yeah. any but any yeah. hard drive that we're not actively adding our current jobs to here, so it's not easier. <laughs> is is what he's calling our active hard drive. Anything yeah. that we're currently add, yeah. adding to. Yeah, and you know, I think it's important that that we talk about this just briefly, and and that is, um, and we'll get back to Backblaze because I think that's that's a really great recommendation. Um, but a lot of, in fact, probably most photographers, I might even venture to say, their so-called active hard drive is not an external drive. They just keep dumping images onto their computer and working mm -hmm. from their computer. Yeah, and not only, of course, does that naturally progressively take up more and more space in their hard drive, but then as a result, it also slows their computer down, mm -hmm. uh, especially when it begins to get close to um, capacity. 
Uh, so you guys are working are, when you work on a set of images to, for example, prep to send a photographer's edit or maybe work on a few images for an album designer, work on a few images for Facebook mm -hmm. or blog or whatever the mm -hmm. case. Mm -hmm. Are you working with that external hard drive attached to your computer? Are you working from yeah. that external yep. hard drive? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah definitely. And what's the thought process there? Is that just for the very reason that I talked about to minimize the clutter on your desktop? Oh, yes. yeah. Oh, yeah. The, okay. only, the only time that, that uh, I will um, put um, a, a job on my hard drive is if I'm shooting it. Um, so on my actual computer um, is uh, if I'm shooting a destination wedding. And I just literally want, while I'm traveling back, I want um, my Im those images that, that, that are in multiple places, you know. Because, again, I'm not going to be taking both, both uh, uh, hard drives A and B to me, uh, with me on, on travel. So, uh, so if I wanted, you know, multiple places to put my, um, the um, the raw images until I get back home, then you know, I'll put them on my hard drive, um, on my computer, and I'll, I won't I won't format the uh, the um, the the cards that I shot on until obviously I get back home. Make sure that they're completely backed up. Um, I make sure that they are um, they're, they're on the internet, and uh, only until until all that happens do I actually format. Um, the, the memory card um, just for just for insurance reasons, you know, an additional backup almost. Oh right? yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, exactly. And then with your and, and I, we're going to get back to backblaze, but with your uh, your secondary hard drive or the B drive, mm -hmm. if you will, mm -hmm. are those drives kept? Do you put them in a safe or do you keep them off site and go <laughs> hit them and, and mirror them from time to time? Like, um, what, what does that look like? Yeah, yeah. So uh, we 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 keep them here. Um, so uh, we keep them um, and. It's less important for us to because if we did not have backblaze um, before backblaze um, uh, was an option, then it, w it would be very important to like have a safe deposit box or something like that at the, at the bank to to have some place to put these these backup uh, hard drives. Yeah. Now, uh, because backblaze exists, um, and we know that that our, our raw images um, are completely completely safe, and um, so if you know, if our house burned down, we can literally go and get our get our all of our stuff back um, and keep on working. You know. Now you could get all your stuff back. Is is these? Well, let's talk about Backblaze. Backblaze you're using to archive or to um, back up to the cloud your mm -hmm. active hard drive. Mm -hmm. But does, is it also then storing all your previous active hard drives? No, um, all of our past images we use a software called Arc. ARQ. And, and and, well, let me, let me tell you why we don't use Backblaze because back, uh, um, uh, it would be really cool uh, if Backblaze, but Backblaze, um, one of their things is that like it will back up an external hard drive for you. But if that external hard drive it is, it, um, is not plugged in and it doesn't register that um, hard drive like once every 30 days, it will delete um, that information uh, oh. from the servers. And so, uh, and so, if if I was able to actually back up an external hard drive and then unplug it and have it as an archive uh, here, and it would stay constant on Backblaze, then we wouldn't need to do this this next process. Uh, but because I don't want to have to be reminded every thirty days to plug in every single archive um, hard drive uh, into my computer just so that Backblaze can can recognize it and so it won't delete the data. Um, and that, that's just that's too much for me. So uh, so we just allow backblaze just to back up our our, our active uh, hard drive. So, okay. Yeah. So are you concerned then about? And maybe maybe the, the next point is going to cover this. But are you concerned about if your house were to burn down, mm -hmm. heaven forbid, um, that yeah. that you would lose your past images because they're not currently backed up that mm -hmm. on the active hard drive? 
Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so Heather, take it away. <laughs> <laughs> so any past jobs um, that we have shot, we use a software called Arc, and we actually upload ARQ. ARQ. Okay, so you do use software to for this process. Mm-hmm. We do. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Every past job that is on a hard drive that is no longer active, that is archived. All of the edited JPEGs from those sessions mm-hmm. are actually um, go uh, for backup on Amazon Glacier, which is uh, like pennies. It's oh, I think oh, we so every so edited cheap. JPEG we've ever photographed for every client. We upload uh, or those, those images are on mm-hmm. Amazon Glacier, and we pay about four to five dollars a month for this service. Yeah, okay. every, every yeah every um, edited JPEG. Um, I do not back up the raw images. Yeah. Um, I, I just don't. Um, uh, over time, raw images um, are become less uh, important to me. Um, is I'm not unless I'm going to go re-edit the photos. I mean, like which right. which why would I do that? Um, yeah, then, these uh, are clients for whom wedding albums have been printed, prints oh, yeah. have been ordered. You know, we we still want to be able to replace should something go wrong and mm-hmm. should they lose the files that they have. But mm-hmm. the edited JPEGs are enough to be able to replace what those clients have lost in case of an emergency. Oh, yeah. 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 So, so, yeah. so our, that's ARC, A-R-Q, just like yeah. that? Yeah. And so uh, and it, it's just basically a, a client. Uh, um, uh, it's a, a software for Mac. And uh, and their biggest thing is they can they can they can um, uh, I can say uh, everything on this hard drive minus um, um, certain folders I can say you know if a, if a folder is named this don't back it up you know I'll say which is you know our, our originals folder which we'll probably get into later uh, which would contain the raw files I tell it you know don't back up anything like temporary folders or our original folders just back up you know just the JPEG files and so. Uh, and that's so, pulling from, is that pulling, what hard drive or hard drives is that pulling from? That's from your active drive? Um, so, uh, so, so yeah, before we actually um, archive this active drive, um, we will then put it onto ARC. And then, um, and so, I'm sorry, Amazon Glacier. We use ARC to get it onto Amazon Glacier. Got it, and got so, it. So, so once it's on, I'm on, on Amazon Glacier, then... Then we just um, we just have both of those hard drives. We don't we don't do anything to those hard drives. We just yep. um, um, put them into our armoire, our computer armoire, and um, and it just they just sit there. So uh, and so uh, cool. but, but so uh, so everything um, as at any, is at any point triple backed with us. Oh, yeah. Whether yeah. it's using Backblaze for our active hard drives or whether it's using Amazon Glacier for previous jobs for yeah. all those edited JPEGs for, for yeah. previous. Yeah, I think uh, I think the current pricing for Amazon Glacier is like a half a penny for every gig. Um, it's wow. insanely cheap, um, and so uh, and and they keep on getting cheaper and cheaper because they get they get more and more competition out there, and so, and so which we love, you know, like yeah. like uh, and, and so I think it's like literally like uh, in like three dollars and seventy five cents every month for like every JPEG file I, I have shot for over ten years is backed up in, 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 for about three dollars and seventy five cents. Okay, is, is, is there a reason you're not just using Arc for everything instead of Black? But, Backblaze? Yeah, yeah. So, so, so you got to understand the the uh, the structure for for um, for uh, Amazon Glacier is it is a backup system, um, but the reason why it's called Amazon Glacier is because it's um, it is designed to put stuffing uh, on there, but it's not really is not uh, is not designed to retrieve quickly. So if if I needed to retrieve something from the Amazon Glacier, they have to they have to basically Fallen out. That's why it's called glacier. They, they basically freeze it. In there. So uh, literally, uh, if I wanted something in there, I can't just like go and just download it 
I have to put a request in, and then um, then they'll, they'll they'll tell me when the files are ready in about three to four hours, and then I can download it then. So uh, um, that, um, but but it's also not an it's not a um, there's not a uh, a way to do it automatically. Um, I have to actually run the software every time I want to uh, send it send it to there. Bagblaze. Um, there's there's something just running all the time on, on my computer, and every time, um, so it's, it's just constantly backing up. Constantly, I don't have to. Okay. I, don't do, I don't do anything. That um, makes sense. So uh, so uh, so while I'm working, um, while I'm working on my my uh, in, in in Lightroom or whatnot, is uh, is um, is also you know sending it um, to Backblaze. So it's, it's it's without. I don't have to do anything. It's all automated, which is again helps me. Um, because uh, um, the house will I work for. There's something, just one last thing I have to remember. You know? Right. So, and, yeah. and one last, last question around this, and then I'll just briefly do my little show and tell here. But nice. uh, the the gallery, what what online gallery system are you using currently? Shootproof. 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 Okay. Oh, so yeah. do you, do, how much weight do you put on the, the kind of archiving process with Shootproof versus something like, like Backblaze or like uh, Amazon Glacier, are you are you assuming that Shootproof is? An, are you treating Shootproof like an additional backup in any way, or no? Um, no, I I, um, I I I definitely don't. I don't I ever want to use um, my um, my online gallery um, as any kind of uh, um, rely on them in any way, um, because again, I, I'm I, I'm not in control. I'm not fully in control of of Shootproof. If something happened to Shootproof, they shut down tomorrow. I don't want to be like, well, I lost everything. So, um, so I, I, I Could don't. Can we not argue the same thing though about Backblaze or or um, Arc or Glazer uh, um, rather? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, uh, um, I, I just know that Backblaze um, and, and 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 Amazon Amazon are probably going to be here for a while. So I mean, like, uh, it, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's uh, and so I mean, like, uh, um, that's 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 their that's their one thing that they're they're designed to do. I'll say shoot proof. I mean, I'm not saying a shoot proof is going to go away. I'll say, but I mean, like, I, I'll I just don't want to rely on them because you you can um, um, shoot proof does have a way that once an, a gallery is expired, you can have it have them archive it as well. Um, so you can always get back to it as well. Um, but it, it, for for a wedding, it might cost like twenty five cents or thirty five cents, and so every every wedding um, you could, you could do that. Um, but, but it just becomes more and more expensive over time. And, and okay. again, again, you're, you're relying on them. I, I feel like, like uh, you're, um, um, you know, I understand why they do it because they, they kind of want you to feel obligated to stay with them as well. I mean, like uh, if you, if you rely on them as a backup system, then I, I can't just like shut down my shoe proof uh, account and go to Pixie set or whatnot, because uh, I, I'm, I'm invested um, because they're also my backup system as well. Um, which is which is great. This is a great backup plan. Um, um, doesn't marketing business plan for them, but but I, again, I just don't want to rely on them. So sure. Yeah. And, and if if for some reason Shootproof or any other hosting service were to go away, um, would could you go to Glacier and actually get those? I know you say the process takes a while to actually retrieve mm-hmm. images, but are they are they stored on Glacier in that folder format or the folder mm-hmm. structure that we're getting ready to talk about? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Cool. So they yeah. would be organized, yeah. and it would be relatively easy then to pull that folder and upload into whatever new online yeah. host that you were using. Okay, yeah. that's cool. Yeah, and and I never had to use it. Thank goodness. Um, but but it, it is there just for insurance reasons. Um, so that's I've great. never I, I've never had a. a um, so uh, yeah, it's it's literally there just for catastrophic sure. uh, um, things. And so and again, 
um, yeah, I don't need to get, use um, Amazon Glacier to, to find a past job because if I can just go to my, my computer online and grab the, the hard drive that, that I need. And, um, and so, but, but again, yeah, that's just for catastrophic um, failure. You know, both hard drives uh, failed, uh, my computer, my, my house burned down, you know, whatever, whatever something, something catastrophic happened. I need to get to them. So, so, yeah. uh, well, and, and of course the, the important point here is that, that we should have a plan in place for such a thing. Hopefully none of that ever happens. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, if we don't have a plan in place, then, then, uh, we're, we're not only hurting ourselves, but putting our, our business in jeopardy and of course, potentially, affecting the, the, the longevity of the images for these clients um, if they ever need to come back to us and, and access those. So um, this is good. I, I'm and, and it's interesting that you're talking about this because as I alluded to earlier, I'm getting ready to start a photography business. I may just have to copy and paste your workflow here. I love the simplicity of it. Go for it. Go for it. You, you probably go through it and find ways to improve it and then you'll share it with us and then we'll all win. Okay. So uh, that's, that's, <laughs> I, I am, I'm completely okay with that. Yeah. Well, I, I'm going to just very briefly, and I'm going to keep you guys on camera here because I like this this conversational format. But I'm going to yeah. briefly show uh, since we're we'll do it. We should do a size comparison, actually, because <laughs> size does matter sometimes. All I need to do is uh, hold now it. Now you're just bragging. Look, look, look how small it is. It's so small. It's, so small. Right, so it's like it's like a thumbnail. Let's hold our. So you have a regular hard drive. I'm actually going to show you guys a solid state drive. This is a Samsung solid state drive, but. I'm going to show you this this right, little let's thing. Here. Let's actually hold it next to our face, just for for point of reference here. No, no come on. <laughs> there you go. Up and down. Wait a second. Maybe maybe uh, you. I have a smaller face than you. <laughs> this little yeah. tiny thing, and you guys can see how thin it is. Um, I mean, next to next to my hand, how yeah. how tiny it is, how thin it is. Yeah, yeah. There you go. That's probably a better comparison. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. So this this is a Samsung uh, solid state drive. Uh, I've got well, I've got at least two or three of these. This How particular this particular one is a half a terabyte. Okay, um, yeah. Believe it or not, and there, as you're pointing out earlier, Rich, um, the the price point is coming down on these. I think when I got this initially, it was probably four hundred dollars or so oh, yeah. um, for a for a half a terabyte. Now I think that's come down probably at least a hundred to one hundred and fifty dollars, um, yeah. especially if you get it from other companies like Western Digital. Um, this this particular drive though has been so great because you, you're speaking about portability and simplicity. Um, not only can I put these in my fire safe um, at mm -hmm. my place, but it's very easy to travel with them. Just slide them in my you know in a laptop case or otherwise, and I have easy access. Um, because I haven't been actively shooting in a number of years, really my, my, the, the purpose of my hard drives is, is very simple. The personal side of things for my personal images that I'm mostly shooting with my phone. And then, um, this, uh, which is my, and I very simply have business, uh, on the back of it, uh, which is the, the, uh, backup of, of files content files basically you need, you need a you need a label maker man look how, look how, look I, i'm impressed yours is much that, more that is, although is if, a, I get a, if i get a label maker i'm gonna feel oh. like i'm back in like 1995 or something i believe when i got that thing i labeled everything man <laughs> everything i love it you know the kids love it oh my gosh yeah, yeah. i'm sure they do yeah, yeah. No, I, I remember do you remember the kind that like the original label makers that had the raised surface like the, the the plastic labels that would that would come out and the the raised like you could the raised letters or numbers that it would actually generate do you remember those old oh ones? yeah oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah i used to do yeah we used to have that when I was a kid 
<laughs> okay. So yeah, I, I just used I just use pen to, to write on here. It's very simple. But but the the point being again, just if we're talking about sim- simplicity and minimalism, um, ease of or mobility of our business, and, and certainly speed when it comes to transfer. I mean, the transfer rates on these things are are, are pretty uh, ridiculous. Uh, these solid state drives are great, and I do want to minimize any potential up for those hard drives crashing and with I don't know that I've had any issues with any solid state thumb thumb drives or hard drives uh, today it's pretty pretty great of course my laptop the last two or three laptops have been solid state drives as well and um again I, I don't know that I've had any issues uh, it's been really really awesome now uh, so do you do you uh, buy two of them like we do or uh, and 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 like, how do you back it up I mean like uh, the, the images that are on there are, are they backed up um, locally in two places yeah that's that's a great question so I have any of my a lot of what goes on on this business um, hard drive here for example is as I said content are related to content that I'm producing for photographers edit uh, a significant portion or percentage of that is just like original files. So raw video files or um, iMovie or Final Cut Pro files, which can be become really, really large. Mm-hmm. If I ever want to go back and access those to tweak them and, and re-export a video, for example, or go back and copy some of the transitions or effects that I added to those files and not have to recreate them. I can go back to this. So to your earlier point about not keeping raw files and just keeping the final files, really at some point in the near future, I could probably go back through this hard drive and clear out maybe even 30 to 40% of what's on there right. um, and get a lot of space back because most of that I don't actually need for the long term. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that in answer to your question uh, is how I'm handling that. Now, any any business files that I need, uh, I might need immediately are not just simply on that hard drive, but also stored in Dropbox. And I'm on the pro plan with Dropbox, with that, which I think gives you a terabyte worth of storage in the cloud. And I'm, I'm using that both for uh, business storage and um, which automatically syncs, uh, of course, to the cloud. But it's, it's also mirrored on my hard drive. Uh, and a very relatively simple, very straightforward folder structure. And I'll talk about that a little bit here in just a second. But right. um, but then I'm doing the same thing with my my uh, pictures, my personal images. Um, for for documents, I'm using Evernote, and that's a whole conversation we can probably get into on on another episode. But um, for for files, video, and photos, um, I'm just using Dropbox. And what I do for Dropbox is uh, at the end of the month, I'll, I will actually download uh, the images from my phone. Um, I I pull them into a folder called iPhone ending, and then I put the date. And it's I, I usually do this every month or so. Um, I put that folder onto onto Dropbox, and and then I the way that I've got my my structure folder structure set up uh, in Dropbox, I don't sync that particular folder of the last four years, five years, maybe even more actually at this point, six years of personal photos. I don't sync all of them to my computer. Uh, because if I did that, I likely have little to no space on my computer. So they're stored in the cloud. I have a hard copy in my in my FireSafe, mm-hmm. and um, and then as I go through the most immediate images, again I, I push them into that folder. They're archived in the cloud. They're stored on the hard drive, um, and I only have immediate access uh, on my phone, of course, to the images that I'm shooting in that month. Uh, that's a personal workflow. Now, once I get into a, a professional workflow again, uh, I'll talk a little bit about the folder structure. The way that I used to do it, uh, number one was to have a, a an onsite, what I call the onsite backup, 
So it was an it was an external hard drive where the images were backed up after a shoot, a portrait session, or a wedding. Uh, then once a month, sometimes maybe every couple of months or so, those images, uh, the the JPEG images, to your earlier point, were were mirrored to an external hard drive that I was actually. It's funny you mentioned that. Maybe you're referring to, to a comment I made in the past, but I actually stored our our offsite backup in a bank vault. Um, so I had the onsite backups in an external drive. I had a separate type of uh, external hard drive that I used to store, uh, and then I stored that in a bank vault offsite. And then uh, we were using Pictage at the time for our online gallery, and that acted as a as a tertiary backup. Yeah. Uh, and not only did they have stuff in the cloud, but then they also had backup on tape too. So kind of like Amazon, not exactly, mm-hmm. but kind of like Amazon in the sense that if you needed um, images from a wedding from say five years ago or something like that, you could go back to that, but or they could go back to that, and pull them for you. It would just take a little bit of time. Right. Of course, that. Also, to your earlier point, yeah, that service was, that service is no longer in existence. And so I, I yeah. think it's great that you guys have a backup in the cloud that is likely going to continue, as you say, to exist for some time. Um, and you can always go to that. So it, it's it, we can never know for sure what's going to happen to any of this stuff. Having two or three backups, I think, is more than enough. The likelihood even that clients come back to us and ask us for images from a few years ago is almost zero to none. But I still think having a system in place um, just in case is, is good for that reason as well. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. So let's actually talk just very briefly then um, about folder structure. And yeah. I, again, this sounds so nerdy, but my, the, the, I know. Well, keep, but keep, the, keep talking, Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> but the reality is like, I look at the average photographer's, um, first of all, their desk, their desktop or the lap, laptop mostly these days, um, their actual, when I say desktop, I mean like when they open their laptop at, at, and they're, we're all hanging out at a coffee shop or I, I see a photographer at WPPI, whatever, they open their laptop. What that desktop, what that screen looks like with files just strewn all over the place, uh, it screams chaos to me. And, um, and, and then, and of course, this is only one piece of the puzzle, but if that is a representation of how a photographer is running their business, it's no surprise to me that they don't have a life, right? But we're talking as insignificant as, or, or again, as nerdy as this topic may seem. It's what we're talking about is, is ultimately a mentality to how we approach running our business. And this notion of efficiency isn't just for nerds. It's for people that actually want to have a life as business owners. Yeah. Um, running a business takes a lot of work. I, I'm by no means suggesting that that if you do these things, you know, all you're going to have to do is sit around and watch Netflix and eat chocolate all day. It's it's a lot of work. It's it's hard work. But we can maximize the amount of time that we have, not only to, of course, build our business, but um, do the things that we want to do other things besides photography and, and business. Yeah. If we are thinking about very strategically thinking about how we're running our business and making sure that we're doing so as efficiently as possible. So yeah. I look at that and it's very commonplace in our industry. And a lot of people laugh about it and they joke about it. I mean, the same kind of conversation goes with email. Like we, we were talking about um, in the last episode where, you know, they'll have hundreds of email in their inbox. Mm-hmm. And while that seems insignificant in the bigger picture, the reality is it's a reflection of a mentality and approach to running a business, which is inefficient and is causing that photographer to take more time or spend more time running their business than, than need be. And as a result, they don't have as much freedom and flexibility in their lives. So uh, we're not just we're not just talking about this stuff for the fun of it because we enjoy it. It actually translates to uh, success in your business and freedom and flexibility as a business owner. And yeah. so that's why it matters. So when I look at that desktop and I see that chaos, 
Uh, of course, to me, it drives me crazy because I'm extremely organized um, as, as a general rule. But I think it's really important that we, to my earlier point, minimize the complexity of our effort at organization and, and backup. We, we don't have to come up with anything complex. And in fact, I think it's better to take advantage of, as you were saying, and, and I, I was suggesting Finder, something as simple as Finder or Windows Explorer, where we have a really simple folder structure that's very, very easily searchable. Yep. And, um, and, and we don't have to spend a lot of time thinking about it. So to that point, what I'd love for you to do is share um, the folder structure that you guys use um, for organizing your images. And you already pointed out the fact that you don't work on your images on your computer per se, like you're actually working from that external hard drive. So let's specifically talk about folder structure on those external hard drives that you were showing us a second ago, if you don't mind. Yeah, so every job that we shoot has its own folder and Lightroom catalog. And our folder structure is year, month, date, day, I should say, job name, and job type. Okay, and, let's go through that one more time and, and just do it a little bit more slowly and, and um, with the sexy voice. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, you want me to talk? Okay, 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 I got it. I got it. Take it away. Uh, so, yeah. So, uh, no, yeah I mean, just for those listening in and maybe taking notes, go through that one more time, Heather, if you will, and, and um, just take it step by step. Yeah, why don't you? Oh, well, I'll, I'll say it. I mean, like, uh, I mean, so... So, uh, right, so yeah, well, I, just a little bit, um, so, so, um, I really like it when, um, uh, um, so, uh, I, I do, uh, I want to keep things separate because again, uh, when I keep, um, jobs separate, um, because some, some, um, Lightroom is set up where you can create one, uh, you can create a folder for all of your shoots for 2018 or 2017. And, uh, and then you can, and then you have one 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 catalog, and then you can put all your shoots under that one catalog. Which I actually, that's how I do it for our personal, for all of our personal family photos that mm -hmm. we take. That's actually how I structure my Lightroom catalogs on my external hard drive. But that's on the personal side of things, and he has some good reasons for why he doesn't do it that way on the business side. Yeah, and uh, and I just uh, I want again to keep everything separate. And so uh, I create, I literally create a, 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 a new new Lightroom catalog for every single job that I do. Um, and so, uh, so ju just to simplify my life. Well, and as Lightroom rolls out their updates, you only have to up, like when you're opening and going to a particular job, you're only waiting a few seconds for that particular catalog to, up, to update oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. as opposed to opening up. Uh, one catalog on a hard drive That's with everything you photographed all year long, and the yeah. update has to run through the entire. That afternoon, it, you know, you've wasted significant... so much time. You know, yeah. That's a great. Um, the other, th the other thing too, we'll just throw in as a side note and a little shameless plug for photographers edit here. But if if you are working with a third party company or even just somebody in house, um, where you're delegating that editing work to someone else or to another company, it's it's important to note that it simplifies the workflow if you're working with individual catalogs. Lightroom is incredible for its portability and uh, that you can, as you're talking about, export catalogs, share catalogs, somebody else jumps in, works on that catalog with smart previews, and then can share it back. You can open it up. You see the work that's being done. Um, that is the workflow at Photographer's Edit, the very simple uh, explanation of the workflow at Photographer's Edit. But uh, to that point, Lightroom could be a little bit finicky when if, if you're working, some photographers like to work from a primary Lightroom catalog and everything for the year or even beyond is in that catalog. Yeah. And then they're bringing the work that they're sending to us. Um, they're, they're 
importing that work that our team is applying to their images back into that primary catalog. And then it, look at, it can get a little bit confusing when it's trying to import that data and the information, connect things and make sense of those connections. So for the sake of simplicity and workflow, again, and simplicity really is a theme and I love that it is in, in our conversation um, it, because it ultimately can make your life much easier and more manageable. Uh, individual Lightroom catalogs in this workflow do make a lot of sense uh, for the reason of delegation as well. Mm -hmm. now, Let's, I do want to get back to the folder structure, though, Heather, because you ran through that really, really quickly. Can you yes. mention that structure one more time? I'm going to actually, for those of you listening in, we've already mentioned a number of resources. We talked about different types of hard drives, Backblaze, the Arc Backup software, ShootProof, uh, Pictage we won't link because <laughs> it no longer exists. Um, ooh, ooh. Rich and Heather used mm. to use them as well. But um, we'll, we'll link to all these resources yeah. in the show notes for those of you watching live. Um, this will be over at bocapodcast.com. And, of course, for those of you listening on the Boca Podcast, you can go to the same place and see these show notes and, and link to these resources. Uh, but I'll also go ahead and, and, and also and link the uh, the folder structure. So go ahead and share that with us one more time, a little bit more. Yeah, slowly. there's actually two parts. And, and uh, so Heather will, will, will share the folder structure. And I'll, I'll, I'll uh, share... Um, something small that I actually do uh, to help, again, simplify things on my side as well. Yeah, so okay. our folder structure is year, month, day, date, job name, job type. So, so basically, like, so, so for example, let me just give an example to make it, so, make it, so uh, if I'm shooting a, a wedding that's this weekend, all right? Um, then um, I want to be actually to, I will name the Lightroom catalog and um, the folder the exact same thing. And this is really 2018, 04, whatever um, this, this week, you know, 24. Um, then there's a dash and then be like Hillary and Cameron. And then in parentheses, I'll, I'll put what, what type of event it was. It was going to be a wedding or an, if it was an engagement session, it would be an engagement or if it's a if it's a commercial, uh, I'll put like either either if I um, if it's a commercial shoot, I'll put commercial. Uh, is it if it's a senior session, whatever it is, I I want to know um, exactly what type of session it is, and so I'll put that on the very end. So and, and just yeah. to, just to be clear, and I'm going to bring the camera back to both of us here, but if, if just to be clear, is that with these the year, month, day, date, job name, job type? Is this all in the one folder name, or are these all separate folders? It, all separate folders. All okay. Separate folders. So if I open up that external hard drive that you were just mm -hmm. holding up a little bit ago, mm -hmm. I'm gonna. The first thing I'm gonna see uh, is is a folder with just simply the year. Uh, no, no, no. It's gonna be just tons tons of folders. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. And, and um, explain and, ex explain what you mean then by by that. Like, what what would I actually see if if I connected that hard drive to my computer and I mm -hmm. opened it up? What you say, tons of folders. What would yeah, you yeah. Do? It, it, uh, it, every every folder has that that uh, that um, that uh, that the name of the folder is the year, month, day. Then then the uh, the, the the job name and the job type. So, okay, yeah, that's what so, I was asking earlier. Yeah. Okay, so I think he did, yeah, I think he misunderstood your question. I think he yeah. yeah. Okay, so so that folder is going to have everything in there. So all those mm -hmm. those folders mm -hmm. then um, are going to when I open up that hard drive, mm -hmm. it's going to be a bunch of folders. They all mm -hmm. have a naming structure, which mm -hmm. is what you just shared. Mm -hmm. and, um, and then we so then what happens? We if I there, click on one of those folders, what's going to be in one of those folders? Well, uh, to go back also just a simple thing as well. Um, uh, Mac or Finder has the ability to tag uh, folders with different uh, with different attributes. And so um, what I what I do is um, for every wedding I will tag that folder that is, is a wedding job 
and it, and it turns the folder green. And 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 uh, in Finder, you can actually sort by tag. And so if I was if I was opening up this this hard drive, and I wanted to find an engagement session. Well, I mean, I could uh, if I open it up. Uh, I would if um, I can sort by tag. And so uh, I I may have a hundred folders in there, but I may have just shot fifteen engagement sessions. And so all the engagement sessions are all all uh, in one little group. And I can actually um, see real quick. I can find find which job I'm looking for really quick in, in that in that because they're all tagged a certain way in folder uh, okay. in Finder. So um, so we can yeah. obviously search by client name, but you can also mm-hmm. search by the type of job that you shot. So if CityScope comes to Rich and says, "Hey, can you submit CityScope. some of your most recent um, uh, wedding party photos for this issue?" Rich can go in. We can go in, and obviously, all the weddings are grouped together by color tag, which is extremely visually helpful when you're looking at a hard drive and the mm-hmm. way that it's structured and organized. Yes. And CityScope, just for those listening in, is just it's a local magazine here in, in the Chattanooga area. Yeah, I photographed yes. That, that rich yeah. photographs were pretty consistently, actually. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so when we when I then double click and and we're we're beginning to run up on the hour time frame here, so yeah. we'll kind of keep things um, simple. But uh, double click on one of those folders. Mm-hmm. What am I going to see inside? I was going to see the Lightroom catalog, um, okay. and um, you're, and then well, what I also you also see in there is an original folder. The originals folder is where I put all of the raw files in there, and then dep- depending on what type of um, where, but normally you would find a shoot proof uh, folder in there. You, um, some people I I could name it just as edited edited. Um, that would be where the the edited JPEG file folders are, but um, but. But uh, um, and, and there also it might be a, a temporary folder, and those are the folder, those are the things that I may have put on. Um, I've edited, and I might put it um, put uh, in the temporary folder for uh, for Facebook, or if I was going to put it on my blog, you know, uh, in my portfolio on the main page because it's a really really good. Fo- uh, um, I, I don't really particularly need to to back that up, or and it's not really that important to me if I do, if I delete it a year from now. There's no loss to me because again, it, it still it still uh, uh, exists in the edited folder as well, you know. And so, uh, and also, if, if if my class do get a, a wedding album, there's an, an album folder in there. Um, and so, I know. Um, so, and that's basically that's basically it. You know? Well, and I have to throw this little um, note in. I think this is really great. The fact that you do work off of the external hard drive. Of course, the only caveat to working up from an external hard drive, especially if it's not solid state, is that there's a potential. Um, uh, slow down in the process of Lightroom working with those images. It can slow the process down just slightly, uh, maybe even a little bit, uh, depending on on the order and how big it is. But uh, the fact that you have everything in that in, in that folder structure that you just described means that if you ever need to go back to the Lightroom catalog and the original edits and take it a step further, or um, Maybe, maybe you'd flag certain images in that Lightroom catalog that were specifically blog images or Facebook images or album images. You can always go back to that. And there's no searching around to try to connect the catalog to the raw files because it's, it's pointing to the same place that that, that folder of images always was. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really, really great. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Um, and I'll just very and our 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 folder structure isn't um, too dissimilar. Uh, it, at least the the internal workings of it. Um, what I would suggest um, very simply would be starting with a folder. So if you were to open up an external hard drive for me, for example, um, you would see a a year, so 2018, um, and then within that folder, you're going to see uh, the, the client's last name. Now, obviously, some clients last 
names are going to be the same. And so then an underscore sign and their first name, if, if we need to create some, some separation there. Uh, and then within that folder, uh, you're going to see a date. And because likely they're going to be multiple potential sessions for each client. Um, and then within that dated folder, uh, you're going to then see that very similar structure to what Rich was saying, a Lightroom catalog, an originals folder, and an edited folder. And the, the, the thing that I would point out with these simple folder structures, again, not only is ease of use if you're looking uh, to, if you're going to just simply open up a hard drive and start to scroll through and look for something, you know, you know that you shot it at this particular time, or you're, you know the client's last name, and so you're just looking for their name. Um, the idea here is that we don't create such a, a complicated folder structure and naming scheme that it, you have to work to try to find something. Um, the goal here is simple structure, so it's easy, easy to either scroll through or browse through and, and pull something, or uh, to do a very quick search using uh, the Spotlight tool on the Mac, uh, or I forget what it's called. What's it called on Windows? The search functionality on Windows? Been too long. Sure. Yeah, it's been way too whatever long. that might be. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, but very simply to be able to to type in a client's last name and that folder pop up um, mm -hmm. because of the simple, very logical naming structure. Right. And um, and that's the goal here. The goal really is simplicity, and it's for the sake of efficiency and maximizing uh, the use of our time, both in business, but then ultimately uh, on a personal level as well. So yeah. I, I love the simplicity of this. Um, I'm going to make sure that that we link to these resources that we've talked about in the show notes. Um, I'll also try to figure out a way that we can just share that that simple folder structure and the name, the folder naming structure as well that you guys shared. And, um, and then for those of you listening in or watching, if you have any questions, don't hesitate to comment. Um, you can also reach out on... Um, uh, Instagram, it's at Boca Podcast, uh, B-O-K-E-H Podcast, uh, or Photogs Edit, P-H-O-T-O-G-S-E-D-I-T. Um, and then, of course, you can also email just Nathan at PhotographersEdit.com. If you have uh, comments, ideas, suggestions for future episodes, topics that you'd like for us to cover on Workflow Wednesday, um, make sure to let us know. Let us know your thoughts uh, uh, about these episodes. And we truly appreciate you listening in and watching. Thank you, Rich and Heather. Do you have Rich, anything yes. just just to add to um, add to this this conversation here at the end? I actually don't remember if I mentioned it, but when we were talking about how we do identical pairs of our uh, external hard drives and how we uh, regularly sync them up, I cannot remember if I mentioned the software that we use to do that, and that is called ChronoSync. So we can actually uh, link to that in the show notes as well. But yeah. I, I think I may have forgotten or we got sidetracked and I didn't mention that that's a software that we use to do that. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and and real quick, uh, um, we also use the the, uh, the software that you taught me, told me about what size is yes. still, still, still around. Yeah. And, it, and it's such a simple, simple, it, brilliant thing that, that you figured out is that you can actually. Um, um, print in a PDF format your uh, your folder structure, and a PDF is very very searchable. So so we we actually for all of our archive uh, all of our archive folders I have fought, uh, hard drives. Hard drives. We, yeah, we, we were actually about images. Yeah, so we will actually um, create a, a PDF. No. Of the 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 folder uh, <laughs> the directory and we we put yeah. we put all of that into one folder in Dropbox and then if we are looking for a particular we can just type in and in, in, uh, in fold and in finder um, the the client name 
and it will show us uh, any hard drive that particular um, you know um, yeah. like Cameron is on all of, is on number thirteen A you know yeah. and then oh well there you go you can just go and so it's extremely helpful when you're talking it, about two terabyte hard drives when, when you, and yeah. the fact that we're on yeah. number fifteen twelve oh, yeah, years yeah. into our business oh yeah you know oh yeah we, to we, be able to easily locate those when you clients. shoot hundreds of, of of things you've got to figure out a way so you can actually find your stuff stuff five years in, in the future if you if so if need be. We don't have to use it very often, but it's very, very helpful when you do. Yeah. No, that's so great. And I that's funny that I taught you guys that I totally forgot about that. But oh my gosh. It's first first of all, what size is an incredible tool. It, it, photographers are kind of seems like always talking about running out of space in their hard drive. What size originally was created? I mean, the main purpose of it is to show you where you're taking up hard drive space, what is taking up hard drive space on your computer. And it's an incredible tool for that. Uh, but yeah, I totally forgot. You can expand that folder structure and, and generate a PDF from that. And it, in fact, this may be one of the most uh, valuable uh, points that 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 we've brought up here on this in this conversation, uh, because it is true. After years and years uh, of shooting, you're going to have all of these shoots to go back and search through. You can't unless you're using a server based system. You can't easily go back and search through all those hard drives of of shoots and files. Um, it's nice to be able to just do a quick search. Um, you know, you could generate, you could put this PDF in Evernote as well and do a quick search through Evernote. Uh, mm -hmm. But you can actually generate a PDF document that shows the folder structure and, of course, houses the client's names, uh, the names of those shoots, and easily go back and see what's on an individual hard drive. So once you fill up that hard drive, you expand that folder structure, you print a PDF copy of that folder structure from the hard drive through what size, using what size, and now you've got a searchable document and um, you know where to go to find those shoots. That's that's really good. I totally forgot about that. I'm really glad that you guys brought that up. That's cool. And I think it's a great way to end our conversation. We're, we're at the, exactly actually at the hour Boom. mark. Boom. This is perfect. <laughs> we nailed it. Um, thank you guys again so much for making time for the Boca podcast for Workflow Wednesday at Photographer's Edit. And um, we'll see everybody next week for part two of this series on image management. We're going to be talking about, today we were talking about before the shoot, just establishing a structure of organization and archiving for our images. Next week, we're going to be talking about how we take those images, what we're thinking about with those images at a, at a session, even to the point of how many images we're shooting, right? Because now we got to bring all those images home and manage them. Um, but what we do from the point of shooting a session or an event um, and bringing those, those images home and working, maybe potentially working with them in Lightroom, feeding them into the organizational system that we talked about today, potentially sending them to a third-party editor. We'll talk about that second part after the shoot uh, next week series on image management. Thank you guys for listening in, for watching, and we'll see you soon. See you guys. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Boca Podcast. Will you let us know what you thought by leaving a review of the podcast in iTunes or the Apple Podcast app? And I'd love to hear from you personally with your thoughts about the podcast and maybe suggestions about future topics and guests for the show. My email is nathan at photographersedit.com. The Boca Podcast is brought to you by Photographers Edit, custom image editing for the wedding and portrait photographer. Visit photographersedit.com. <laughs>